And now, here they are, the Beatles! Hi, I'm Justin Shears, and welcome to Only a Northern Song. In this series, I'll be exploring the words and the music of the Beatles, but not through the usual tracks that we all know so well. I'll be delving into my extensive collection of outtakes, home recordings and demos, alternate mixes and interviews, to shed some new light on lesser-known aspects of the Beatles' recorded legacy. By the summer of 1963, the Beatles had turned their attention to recording their second album, to be titled With The Beatles, which was due for release in the lucrative Christmas market. Touring and media commitments throughout the year meant that the Beatles had to snatch whatever time they could to get into the studio to record. Having achieved a number one album in Please Please Me and three consecutive number one singles, the pressure was on to produce a follow-up LP which would equal or surpass their highly successful debut. Thankfully, the band knew that they wouldn't have to record the whole collection in a single day, as they had with Please Please Me. Nonetheless, finding the time to channel the creative process in order to meet demanding recording schedules was becoming increasingly difficult. As it turned out, this second album only featured eight original numbers, including George Harrison's first songwriting credit. The remaining six tracks were cover versions of stage favourites. Perhaps knowing the limitations of their schedule prompted the Beatles to begin recording a handful of these covers in a single session on the 18th of July, 
Got a Hold On Me, a cover of a 1962 Motown hit by Smokey Robinson and the Miracles, was the first track committed to the tape in this three and a half hour session, and was another vehicle for the Beatles' distinctive three-part harmonies. The version we just heard was a BBC recording, as very few session tapes are available to collectors from this time. The next cab off the rank was another Motown cover, this time by Barrett Strong. Money had been a standard part of the Beatles' live set for several years already, so naturally, it made its way onto the album. Here's take five of the song, which, with the later addition of its distinctive piano intro, percussion and hand claps, would eventually be the last song on the new album. Got the devil in a heart 
she's got the devil in her heart Oh no, no, this I can't believe She's gonna tear your heart apart No, no, they will she deceive I can't believe that she'll never ever go Not when she holds me and says she loves me so Got the devil in a heart Oh no, this I can't believe She's gonna tear your heart apart No, no, they will she deceive Don't take chances If your romance is So important to you the devil in a BBC studio recording of one of three songs with the George Harrison lead vocal, recorded for With The Beatles, a cover of a 1962 single by Detroit girl group The Donnays, again showing the band's well-established soft spot for American girl groups. The last song to be tracked in this very first session was a ballad taken from a Broadway musical called The Music Man. Till There Was You was yet another stage favourite, which had also been recorded for the Beatles' ill-fated Decca audition. There were bells on a hill But I never heard them ringing No, I never heard them at all Till there was you There were birds in the sky But I never saw them winging No, I never saw them at all Till there was you Then there was music And wonderful roses They'd tell me in sweet fragrant meadows Of dawn and you There was love all around But I never heard it singing No, I never heard it at all Till there was you I never heard it singing 
No, I never heard it at all Till there was you featuring one of Paul's strongest vocal deliveries to date, Till There Was You. A change in the arrangement to feature George's nylon string acoustic guitar and Ringo on a set of bongos made this track a standout on the album for many reasons, and it remained in the Beatles' live set well into 1964. Almost two weeks after this productive session, the Beatles reconvened in Studio 2 at EMI to commit another handful of songs to tape, the 30th of July saw the addition of two more cover versions, as well as the first of seven Lennon and McCartney songs to be included on the LP.
more BBC recordings from the With The Beatles period. Yet another Tamla Motown cover version, this time Please Mr Postman by The Marvelettes, and George's second vocal outing on Chuck Berry's Roll Over Beethoven. Also on this day, the album's opening track, It Won't Be Long, was recorded, cashing in on the signature call and response years which had become somewhat of a trademark with earlier releases such as She Loves You. Considered by Lennon as a work song, that is, one that isn't destined to be a hit single, it became a hard-hitting introduction to the album. The last track attempted on the 30th of July turned out to be a classic Beatles track, both on vinyl and on stage, and was considered worthy of being the first song played live to 75 million people on The Ed Sullivan Show in the US the following year. Close your eyes and I'll kiss you be a long time between sessions for this new album. Radio commitments and a national tour would keep the Beatles from Abbey Road Studios until the 11th of September. Again, feeling the looming deadline of the Christmas album market rapidly approaching, the Beatles put their heads down to add more tracks to the LP. Little Child was another Beatles work song, which echoed prior hits with its distinctive Lennon harmonica fills and three-part harmonies. All I've Got To Do was destined to be the second track on the A-side of the album and featured some lovely guitar work from George and a heartfelt vocal from John, ably assisted by Paul and George's harmonies. Not A Second Time was yet another work song, a relatively straightforward recording which would end up as the penultimate track on the B-side. Of course, what was missing so far was a Ringo vocal, 
and it fell to John and Paul to provide him with a number to make his own. The song they came up with was originally penned for the Rolling Stones, whose recording, made four days earlier, became their first top 20 single in the UK. All of you, you are singing actually. Yeah, we all sing. Yeah. You know me, boys. <laughs> <laughs> We've written a new song for Ringo, which we are going to do on our new LP. Yes, what about that new LP? When? When will it be? Well, it's September, be, isn't it? No, it's November. Okay, no. okay. <laughs> it's going to be released in November. And we hope it sells. BBC recording from January 64. Predictably, this track duly replaced Ringo's rendition of Boys in the Beatles' live set until 1966. The following day, the 12th of September 1963, would see the debut of George Harrison as a credited songwriter. Don't Bother Me was penned earlier in the year, as can be heard in this rare composing tape. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
By the time the song was finished, George had added a fairly dark lyric about rejection, compared to the usual jaunty fare of Lennon and McCartney. Four takes of the basic track had been attempted the previous day, but was not considered to be up to scratch. A remake was attempted, beginning with what was called Take 10, to distinguish it from the previous day's takes. As we can hear from these studio outtakes, George was concerned that the tempo was too fast. And if you listen carefully to the intro to Take 13, he lets the others know. Since she's been gone, I want no one to talk to me. Hang on, it's too going to take twelve. One, two, three, four. Since she's been gone, I want no one to talk to me. It's not the same, but I'm to blame. It's plain to see. So go away, leave me alone, don't bother me I can't believe that she would leave me on my own It's just not right when every night I'm all alone I've got no time for you right now Since she's been gone, I want no one to talk to me It's not the same, but I'm to blame, it's plain to see So go away, leave me alone, don't bother me I can't believe that she would leave me on my own It's just not right when every night I'm all alone I've got no time for you right now, don't bother me I know I'll never be the same If I don't get her back again Because I know she'll always be The only girl for me But till she's here, please don't come near, just stay away I'll let you know when she's come home until that day Don't come around, leave me alone, don't bother me No time for you right now, don't bother me. I know I'll never be the same if I don't get her back again. Because I know she'll always be the only girl for me. But till she's here, please don't come near. You know when she's come home until that day 
don't come around, leave me alone, don't bother me, don't bother me, don't bother me. Take 13 of Don't Bother Me was used as the basic track for the released version, with the overdubbing of another lead vocal and percussion. The last track recorded for With The Beatles would prove to be its most troublesome vocally. Having previously attempted its recording in the Please Please Me session seven months earlier, the Beatles dusted off the tune for some studio rehearsals and a fresh remake, starting with Take 20. The song grabs the listener's attention after a single bar and doesn't let go. Some delicate chord changes and a complex bridge keeps this chugger moving along very nicely.
24 of Hold Me Tight would be treated to a double-tracked lead vocal from Paul, additional backing vocals from John and George, as well as hand claps to complete the master take. With the album tracks complete and ready for mixing, the Beatles needed another single to take them into the Christmas period. Entering EMI Studio No. 2 on the 17th of October, the lads had two songs up their sleeves which would do the trick, and would see their progression to recording on four-track tape instead of twin track, which they had been forced to do until now. Take 12. Here we go. You're right. Get this bloody little mic out of the way. Don't be nervous, John. Don't I'm be not. Nervous. Don't be nervous. That boy took my love away. He'll regret it someday. This boy wants you back again. That boy. That boy! I just went dead loud on that. Oh, come on. <laughs> Take 13. Don't have stirrups. Don't have stirrups anymore. Thirteen of This Boy, the song that would become the Beatles' next B-side, featured exquisite three-part harmonies and gentle instrumentation. Take 15 was considered the best, 
and with the addition of John's double-tracked vocals and George's distinctive lead riffs, the song was complete. The same day saw the recording of the song which would make the Beatles superstars, both at home and abroad. Paul gives an interesting account of how it was written. We, we were told, this was one of the songs that we were told we definitely had to get down to it, we had to get working. So we went and we found, uh, it was, it's, actually it was an old disused house that we found and we were just sort of walking along with it. We just thought, we, you know, we've got to really get this song going. So we got down in the basement of this disused house and there was an old sort of piano there. It wasn't really disused, you know, it had sort of, sort of rooms to let. We found this old piano and we started banging away there. And uh, we stayed there. And well, yeah, there was a little old organ there too. So we were just having this sort of informal jam session down there. And we started banging away. And suddenly uh, just a, li a little bit came to us. Uh, I think it was just sort of the, the, the catch line. And so we started working on it from there, and we got our pens and paper out, and we just wrote the lyrics down. And uh, eventually, you know, we had a, some sort of a song. So we went back and we played it over to our recording manager, and he seemed to like it, you know, so we recorded it the next day. Do it slower. No. Shh. Clean beginning now. One, two, three. Take nine. Keep your bit dead. Wing out! We're taping. First one, very initial attack. One, two, ten. No, the first one, allowed. Attack. The second one, not quite so loud. Just try it. Oh, well, do it anyway. We'll just blast that bit, that one bit. One, two, three. <laughs>
that's it for this episode. Next time, we will follow the Beatles to Sweden and round out 1963 with two performances which would make them household names. Until next time... Cause it's all